Kentucky Roll Call Podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code BIGX at checkout. Enjoy the entire holiday season with a little help from our friends at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's first choice for all things CBD. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be, cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats. The cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. <laughs> Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Jesus, Rash, get it together! It's game day, come on! Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. December 8th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your chilly, and depending where you're at, maybe a little snowy mm-hmm. Wednesday mornings, a light dusting across parts of Kentucky, Louisville, southern Indiana, Ohio Valley. You get the gist of it, but it's cold. If you don't snow, and if you do, it's probably not much, but if you don't, I bet you do have some cold. It's a chilly one this morning, Nick Roush. It is chilly, and um, man, we're really... We're, we're like a southern town today because you get just a dusting of snow and all the interstates just shut down. Uh, 64 near downtown and 9th Street is all closed. And then uh, wrapped around into southern Indiana, that bypass got shut down as well by icy patches and wrecks and all sorts of stuff. So it's a mess out there. If you're getting to work, just leave early. Check the traffic before you go. Figure out your route because it is a uh, it's a little crazy out there this morning, sports talker. Yeah, I that's a that's a great point. Baby got me up around five, so I was just kind of went to bed early last night, and uh, so didn't mind waking up early this morning and was following along. And yeah, even as early as like five a.m., five thirty, six accidents started to report in of people slipping on overpasses and ramps and the stuff you know the stuff that freezes over 
quicker than regular roads. So Roush is 100% correct. Give yourself a little extra time. Be a little safer on your morning commute into your office and allow yourself extra time to get some Thornton's. It's cold. You got to mm-hmm. warm up. And Thornton's has hot, hot, hot coffee. They've got hot cocoa too, which is pretty cool as well. And they've got delicious morning donuts. And little fun fact about Thornton's, found this out uh, myself, not yesterday, the day before. I knew this anyways, but a great selection of fruit in the morning. If you're like, hey, you guys always talk about the wide willies and the donuts, and I can't mm-hmm. I can't be eating that stuff. As much as I love Thornton's, I love to. I can't be eating that stuff. Go in there, get your morning coffee, grab a, a, a nanner and, a, and an apple. Why the heck not? It's yeah. good for you. The apple will keep the doctor away. The nanner will keep the cramps away. It's a win-win, really, for everybody in that regard. So they do have healthy options at Thornton's. Stop on your way into the office today. Yeah, and I believe that it's two two nanners for a buck. So boom, easy can't easy be- peasy, lemon squeezy. Can't beat it. Can't nope. beat it. And then you know you can go in there with the good intentions of getting a nanner, but then you can say you saw a wide willy that really caught your eye, and mm-hmm. you couldn't help yourself. You, you're gonna cheat a little bit. You're gonna be bad, and we'll allow that here on Kentucky Roll Call because the cats were bad last night. They were not good. Uh, that was not a good game for Kentucky. You can make a case maybe their worst of the season, even including that Duke game as well. Just looked disinterested, Roush. Not into it. I, I think it looked like a team that had played a bunch of cupcakes and things yeah. were going to beef up just a few days later. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah, and especially after an eight-day layoff, and then you've got to play one more of these games. It's just like, can we just get on with it? Because Kentucky, they made the the, the plays – that sparked runs, they just never went on the runs to blow the game open. I, I, I couldn't tell you how many times Kentucky's up 10 and that they, they have a good play and you're like, okay, well, here they go. They're going to blow the, the, the doors off this one. And then, you know, a turnover or Southern hits a three. It just – you didn't get the big run to kind of blow that game open. And, hell, it was down to single digits inside the, the final media timeout. Um, so Southern kept it pretty close and, uh, they actually, uh, it was a 12 point win for Kentucky. Same thing for Louisville when they started the season. I think Southern was their opener as well. At least that was Southern's opening opponent was Louisville and that was a 12 point game. So, uh, even, even right now in the transitive property war with the cats and the cards. I hate that we're going to do this. And there's a caveat that I want to add that will sh- surely get forgotten each and every time we dive into this game. Credit to Southern. They did, Calipari gave them credit, said that they played harder, wanted it more than Kentucky did. I think those things are true. And they hit a lot of big shots when they needed to. There's, you mm-hmm. know, times where that score was 14, 15. Uh, I don't know if Kentucky got it up to 16 or not, but it looked like, all right, this has been fun for a while, but Southern's legs are going to give out. Kentucky's going to win by 20, 22, 24. And credit to them. They hit a lot of big shots. They got some open shots. They took advantage of those open shots. And then they played tough on both ends and never really made anything easy for Kentucky. Even when it was clear that UK was going to be the victorious team, they still pressured. They, st- I-, I do think there are some learning experiences for Kentucky in this game. But I don't want it to get lost in the shuffle that I'm trying to take anything away from Southern when I talk about Kentucky played ugly and they played bad and they weren't into it and blah, blah, blah. Part of that was Southern's doing, and they do deserve credit for that. They played tough, a team that is not anywhere in the same universe talent-wise as Kentucky, went out there and, and really did make UK uncomfortable in a lot of regards. And, and thank goodness for Oscar Shibway. 
Roush is kind of weird. You're right. Like, uh, you know, three-possession game, under four timeout, a loss that Kentucky really couldn't afford to take. And I wasn't nervous at all. That was the weird thing. Mm -hmm. This team last year, um, especially in this spot, uh, that game makes me incredibly nervous, and Kentucky probably loses it, to be quite frank with you all. Uh, Two years ago, that team lost to Evansville. They certainly could have lost that game, and I was nervous when Kentucky was playing some bad opponents. They had other close games as well. But I wasn't nervous last night at all. And maybe that was just me being naive, Roush. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was a little bit of lack of interest for myself because this stretch of games has been so boring that I myself thought, who cares about this one? Just get through (laughs) this one and get to Notre Dame. But I was never really stressed out. I was never mad. I was never bothered with the game being close. I, I just looked. I just saw a board team that was just trying to get by. There's foul trouble with some of the best players. I'm not bothered by last night, even in the slightest. Not not in terms of X's and O's or the players or anything like that. There's a few little tidbits that annoyed me. We'll get to that as the show goes on. But I was at no point stressed, bothered, frustrated, mad, nervous, scared. None of those things. Part of it, I think, is boredom on my part and just a lack of caring about this stretch of the season. But I think, secondly, I just trust this team more, Roush, not to yeah. – not yeah. to let you down in that regard. And not that they've really proven their tr- that we should trust them. They haven't beaten anybody but bad teams for the most part. And again, no disrespect to those teams. But just knowing that, like, all right, Chibwe, you need to go in there and, and get a couple buckets. Kentucky, go find a way to get to the line. Come on. Let, let's put this one let, – let's, let's not let this one get too close. And they did do those things for the most part. So wasn't bothered at all with last night's kind of sloppy, ugly, boring win, if you will. I wasn't either, but there were there were two things that you know the little seeds of. Well, is this is this something to worry about? And one one of them is you can see the wheels turning, the the hamster wheels turning in their heads, where they want to make the right plays and they're just not executing them. Like the, the extra pass kind of stuff. There was one part where Jacob Toppin drew two defenders and went to dump it off to Collins. It, would, it should have been an easy dunk, and instead he kind of fumbled the ball, ends up being a turnover. Um, I think there was another case where you have uh, transition to an open three, they mishandle the pass, and then you're, you're kind of stuck on offense. Little stuff like that, at least their mind's in the right place, and I kind of want them to be executing those by now. Like that, that This is the part where you kind of clean those up um, and, and you get to be playing at a high level. So I, I wanted to see it a little bit cleaner, but also – Hell, how many times have we even seen Jacob Toppin play this year? You know, he's been out a lot, so I can't be too upset about that. My one my one big takeaway slash worry about this team, and I think this is counts for the last seven games in, in total, is are they too reliant on Oscar Shibway? Feels like they need him to do something awesome to get everybody else going. And I know that's probably how most basketball teams operate, but I, I worry that with the foul trouble and stuff like that, that they might get more hamstrung offensively than they should if they aren't hitting threes. Like it's Oscar does something awesome or you hit threes. I feel like that's the two good things you can have offensively now. And I'm a little worried. Are, are, is Kentucky too reliant on Oscar Shebae right now, TJ? Well, we got to talk about three-point shooting and threes and that whole – shebang making shots always a good thing always helps mm-hmm. the team always something you strive for but i do think you're on to something with the dependency around shibway which good teams 
should be should rely on their best players. That's this is not a new concept. This <laughs> right. is we're not we're not reinventing the wheel here with this. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, in 2012, Kentucky was at times dependent on Anthony Davis, and that worked out <laughs> all right for that team. The thing that does scare you about I, I don't care so much about it. Like, good, you know, this is what Kentucky was missing last year. This is what every good team would love to have. Just a dominant physical rebounding machine in the post that last night only missed two shots. I don't know what he's shooting on the year, but it's got a when he has so many bunnies for the most part. 80, uh, he, he shot 82% from the field last night, not too shabby. He's at 66% for the year. That's great. Like, yeah. he should be getting a lot of shots. He should be playing a ton. Kentucky should be making him a focal point of this team. But, Roush, you are also correct in the sense that should it look so choppy when he's out of the game? And I think you're onto something about, hey, this front court really hasn't gotten a lot of time to play with one another. It's still early in the season. We're still trying to figure out how that looks. I do wish it looked better without Oscar in the game. He's foul trouble is going to be an issue at times this season. Mm-hmm. We've already seen it be an issue at times already in this early season. Uh, on the road in SEC play, he's probably going into those games already with one foul at the opening tip. Some venues, maybe it's two fouls at the opening tip. It will be an issue, and that's something that we're going to need to see this team grow. And and how do you look without Oscar? What, do, what can you do without Oscar? And then, of course, you know, God forbid, if he were to ever get injured, then – you know, you got to get people not just in pinches to step up, but you got to get people to step up in big ways permanently. I still think it'll work itself out. I'm not big picture too concerned about it because of the injuries, because of the lack of chemistry, trying to figure out who can kind of play with one another, but certainly something to keep an eye on, Roush. Yeah, and the I, I think – it wouldn't, and, and I kind of alluded to it earlier. I mean, Damian, Davion Mintz was two of seven from three in his return, and all of those shots were were good-looking shots. And if just a couple more go in, I mean, I, I think he's typically going to make at least one or two more of those open looks. Um, you know, Kentucky only shot 30% from three on the night, six of 20. It When those go down, I think it will look better. But yeah, yeah, it's just that that the staleness sometimes you get when you're not generating easy buckets. Now they got some of them uh, in that second half. You had a couple of easy lobs to Collins, um, who man, even though the the offensively the posts are a little bit clunky, they were blocking a ton of shots. Twelve block shots last night. Uh, if that that was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> so it, it's just the only problem was is every time they blocked the shot southern somehow find a way to get the ball back and and would end up scoring uh, Toppin had four blocks Sheboy had four collins had three and one of those by collins too i thought i thought he like blocked it with his elbow and they ended up calling a foul um but i so at least defensively they were all on it but a, a little a little stale offensively at times that kind of limited him from making those big runs and, and blowing the game open yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll talk more about the players. We'll talk more about the game, but uh, the important thing is you've got one non-Power 5 team left on the schedule. That's not till New Year's Eve. That's more of a ceremony game than anything else, and now mm-hmm. things beef up. So ready or not, here here they come, and, and you got to beat Notre Dame because they're not a very good team. But first true road game of the season – those are never easy. It will be a really important game for Notre Dame. They'll circle that one as, hey, we get back on track and we get back on track with this one right here. It'll be a big one for them. And 
I'm excited to see it, but it's a very winnable one, and it's it's incredibly obtainable, and it's one that I think is kind of a good one for your first true road game where it's going to test you, but it really shouldn't test you too much, and I hope that's the case on Saturday, but we've got later today, we've got Thursday, and we've got Friday shows to talk about that. Scooter Dingus, how the heck are you, buddy? I am depressed. Oh, oh no. Man, I'm, a, little, I'm, I'm not, a big, not a big snow fan. When I wake up in the mornings and I see snow, it pretty well puts me in a bad state well maybe perhaps could help if you got your apartment off 61 degrees turn that heat on buddy no that's fine because i sleep like a champion it's just when i wake up and look out the window and see that my car's covered in snow and i have to go heat it up and it's just a big pain I, and i hate complaining but you know winter's my one season that i complain i choose to complain and i hate winter time well, Justin showed us a picture of his apartment thermostat. It was confirmed 61 degrees, mm-hmm. which is just, I mean, that's just wild. That That's almost like we need to bring in, assuming you have the means, and, and you do, I know you do, assuming you have the means, we need, may need to like call in the feds to investigate. That's just psychopath behavior. Leading your condo to be 61 degrees, which isn't really 61 degrees, Roush. No, no. That, and it's, that, it's really that's the like important 40, point. Probably, probably like 49. Right, right. Like in, in if it's 61 degrees outside versus 61 degrees in your thermostat, in it, it's it's 20 degree difference. There's, oh, it's huge. not even close. Not huge. even close. Yeah. My house will say like 68, 69, nice. And I'll think to myself, like it kind of feels like, like a, a – a breezy 61 right now or 62. So I can't even imagine what it feels like really in your place, Justin. It, hopefully, Amazing. Yeah, cold. Very chilly, I would imagine. Um, but you watched the Cats last night? I did, yeah. I didn't realize they had 12 blocks. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. They, sure did. They, they sure we, did. Yeah, so much for 29 and a half. My goodness. They never even got close to that. No, oh, they never even, never, never even sniffed it. Uh, luckily, I got that juice on 26 and a half, baby. There you, you got it. You got it. And you know what, TJ? I got I got my betting trend wrong. I shouldn't have stole it from the other 96.1 FM. Oh, Lordy. Yeah, you're gonna have to fill me in a little bit on this on this beef here. You sent it over to us. I read it. This was around lunchtime yesterday. So you're just you're listening to Lexington nighttime radio, and then you're basing your KSR post off of that. That seems inappropriate and unprofessional. Yeah, that that's definitely what I'm doing. I'm I'm at seven o'clock at night, going to Stamping Ground Radio and listening to a sports betting show. I, <laughs> gosh, I, so for a little back, it was just a. I had a weird day on Twitter yesterday. Just some, just some bizarre interactions from folks. That, yesterday was a weird day on social media, and I'm excited it, to talk about it. It was, it was so bizarre. So the line comes out. I write a quick post, and here's the thing: the new bosses at on three. You want to? I think 250 words is the kind of goal to get Google to pick it up. So, but like sometimes you can't always do that either. Like when I'm just sharing the the spread, it's hard for me to do anything, but I'll dedicate like the last paragraph to like, well, the opponent is three and four against the spread. And you know what? The unders have been hitting a lot lately for Kentucky, just some bull crap, right? Like I'm just sharing the spread. And I, uh, I put some teas out there. It's like, Ooh, I found a trend. 
And the trend was Kentucky's just covered in every other game. They didn't cover the last game. So that means if it holds true, they're going to cover in the next one. They're covering tonight. Covering cats are back. Just tongue-in-cheek. I'm ready to move on to the next thing. And some hardo, just like, if you, you all this straight, you must have been listening to 96, bet the lines at 96.1 FM, the new sports station last night, where I told this to people first. Oh, my gosh. Buddy, buddy I, I, no. I, and then I had somebody with uh, plagiarism is nothing to joke about. It's like, guys, he's this. The plagiarism line was a was a good one. That was hilarious, but it's like no, you you can the stat is the stat no matter what. It just wh- whoever says it like it's not plagiarism if you're just sharing the stat like that's that's a number that's a fact. And that was, I, I just kind of had to roll my eyes like okay whatever people. And then I had, I had uh, oh, Wandale Robinson makes second team All SEC from the coaches poll, and I just like okay this is weird. I'm gonna change things up in my post and use the Nick uh, the swaggy P. Like, huh? With the question mark gif? And somebody yes. responds to me, yes. Nick, I really love your work, but that's not Wandell Robinson. It's like, oh my gosh. If, if you're if you're just trying to mess with me, you're doing a great job because that is one of the silliest things I've ever heard. Shout out to all the trolls on the internet. It seems like Roush is rileable at this moment. Gosh, I think I'm he's gonna... on the edge of a, of a social media breakdown. So maybe keep poking that bear. Man, I'm really vulnerable right now. I think it's all the people who have Keontae Goodwin anxiety and slide into my DMs or text me. Uh, I mean, like, I, I got three Keontae Goodwin things yesterday. It's like, guys, Jimbo Fisher went to his high school for an in-home visit. Have you seen anybody pose with him and his coach at Charlestown High School before? No. There's not a chance in France he's going to Texas A&M. Just chill the hell out, everyone. Yeah, you've been you've more than anybody else. I would say that you've been definitive. That don't sweat it. Don't worry about what other folks are saying. This kid's gonna go to Kentucky, and you have nothing to to worry about. You've been saying that really from the get go, and I'm gonna listen to you. And if you end up thank you lying to me, then you're a dead man. Hell okay? to pay. Yep. Yeah, there there will be hell to pay. You telling me to open up my direct messages was the worst single advice you've ever given me, and you've given me a lot of bad <laughs> advice. Uh, those bad boys are turned off, and not just anybody can go on sliding on into them anymore. That that was not good, Roush. <laughs> you didn't you didn't enjoy interacting with your fans. The thing that would. Not it wouldn't bother me because I actually would find it kind of funny. Would be like you know when the UL folks would got a hold of my under tweet for the UL Duke game, or when the Duke <laughs> Ubers come across that Grayson Allen tweet every so often. Like when I kind of blow up in another fan base's social media world for an hour or two. There would always be like one or two Duke goobers or U of L goobers or Tennessee goobers who'd slide in my DMs just to tell me how much they hated me or how much I sucked. And it'd be like, you didn't want, did you not want this to be public or did you just really want to make sure that I saw that you, anonymous Twitter person, knows that you don't like me? Because, because like, you know, credit on you. You really wanted me to know. I do know now. And uh, you can go on your merry way. Thanks for the thanks for giving me your two cents. Those people always mm. kind of crack me up the most, or I found the most odd. Like just replying to the tweet or quote tweeting it—that's not good enough. I need you to personally, one on one, know 
that this article stunk and you smell bad. The uh, the ones the Tennessee fans are the ones for me. Like I, that statue post, I had people slide into my DMs for a week. <laughs> Just uh, you know what's a funny joke? Kentucky football. You you really had to do that. Buddy. That's great. Like that, I love that somebody's sitting to themselves and they're like, "Damn this person who said this thing about my team that I like." I'm mad. I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get them. Hey, you know what though? how it about worked. the last they, thirty they got us. <laughs> uh, well, they, they, yeah, I guess technically they got us because I, I didn't want any more of it. I was done with it. Said no, thank you. Uh, just people that I've direct messaged before or that I follow can slide into these DMs. Uh, Justin, what's your direct message policy? You, you ever slide into DMs? I don't ever get any or slide into any. No. Oh, that kind of makes me sad. Man. I do, uh, for whatever reason, I have her phone number, but I do DM back and forth with my haircut lady when I need a haircut. That's about <laughs> it. But you guys strictly keep that professional? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. You that's got a good haircut. Haircut lady does a good job on your head. She does. Yeah. That's So that's really the only time I can think about that I've used DMs. Okay. Maybe when I was like 16, I would slide into DMs. I don't know. Yeah, there wasn't as much opportunity for DM sliding. That's true. Back That's then. true. Back then. That, that put us back in 2007. There was a little opportunity for DM sliding, whether it be Facebook or the early or the early Facebook days or MySpace, but oh, you didn't call them DMs back then. Probably more PMs, private messages. Anywho, anywho, text into the Thornton's text line 502 414 1450. No, everybody. I just hate that I feel like I got to get out ahead of this. Kentucky does not have a three-point shooting problem. They don't. They just don't. We'll come back. We'll talk about this. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. I'm an early bird and I'm a night owl. So I'm wise and I have worms. It's all Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Congrats to Tyler on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page who wins two Salsaritas entrees for correctly guessing the time. 6.46 when old Jerry Tipton got out that cellular device of his, got those fingers and started typing and took the picture of the crowd, which didn't look great on on TV to start the game. Although I swear during the game, when maybe I'm just seeing what I want to see, but during the game, when they're showing the crowd, the lower level, it looks good, like once the game has started, like once the under-16 timeout, the under-12 timeout. Now, they do black out the upper levels, and I know that's where the majority of the empty seats are. Um, but at least on TV, you know, Jerry Tipton can t- tweet out all those pictures all they want. But if a recruit or a fan or something is watching the game, the lower level doesn't look too shabby. And those are games against crappy teams. No offense to the, those teams. They're not really crappy. It's just an easy way to kind of sum them all up. I need to use a better word. But 
Wait till the big games. Wait till the bigger games. Wait till the Power Five games. I don't think the attendance stuff is is going to be much of an issue. But you can join the fun on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page just by searching for Kentucky Roll Call and joining us there. We go 7 to 9, this radio show does, Monday through Friday. The replay of the show, 9 to 11. And you can listen live, the TuneIn Radio app. Just search Kentucky Roll Call if you can't listen live, and you'll find the podcast any and everywhere. And we always appreciate those that leave comments, reviews, ratings, all that good stuff. It helps us out, and we enjoy it. Okay, Roush. First off, this just was brought to my attention. Let me go to this first. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Have Have you seen the reports that supposedly Zion is 330 pounds? Holy moly. Um, I'm not, but I saw a picture of him in a sweatsuit the other day and he looked who thick, thick three thirty. Now, like we got to remember that he's a freak. He was what at Duke, like two seventy, two sixty five, maybe. Yeah. They, they probably listed him at like two sixty five. Yes. Uh, He was doing some unbelievable things, being a little heavier, but it's kind of what made him such a dominant player. Mm -hmm. The athleticism was through the roof. It's not crazy that as he gets older and develops that he could be pushing 280, 290 on the court. LeBron's pretty heavy. I forget exactly what he is, but I think he's like 270, 260 maybe. So it's not crazy to think that Zion could really get closer to like 300. I wouldn't think above 280 with his body type, but still. But 330? Man. He, like, what? I mean, and, that's like an offensive lineman. Yeah, it's yeah. bigger in some regards than an offensive Because yeah, he's like 6'7". I mean, actually, it is like ideal tackle length. It really know. is an ideal <laughs> offensive lineman, yeah. But I don't know if you all saw the videos of like maybe two or three weeks ago, him kind of just doing some like shuttle drills and stuff like that. Yeah, I saw that. Ooh. I don't doubt that he's above 300. 330, that's unbelievable. I mean, it really is almost hard to believe. So, but, but what is going on? Well, I can tell you what's going on is he's in New Orleans, and they have outstanding food. And he's, what, 20 years old right now? Maybe close to 21? <laughs> that's whenever you first start you know, realizing, like, oh, God, I can't just eat whatever I want. Like, I actually have to work out now, too. So... That it's it's actually very relatable. It's his freshman fifteen, but you freshman think, fifty. I, I totally, I totally can relate, and I, you, I can think. I'm sure a lot of people can. Specific moments of when you like first went home, or that I don't just your first look in the mirror, and you're like, oh, face kind of got fat. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. But you think for a basketball player whose job it is to work out and train and be in uh, ideally peak physical condition would would be would wouldn't have issues with that. Now him getting hurt though, him getting hurt, and what were you doing when you were hurt? Sounds like he was doing what a lot of people his age do, and that's not eat good food, not exercise, and just kind of enjoy and, and live life. He added it on in a big way. My buddy said Shaq has has he maxed out while playing at 325. So just kind of goes to show just how much mass we're talking about. And then I had another friend who was like, Do you think he's maybe just 
doing this to get out of New Orleans, like went there, wasn't a situation he thought was going to be good. Obviously, you saw the Anthony Davis situation there, never really amounted to too much. And I said, oh, you think he may be doing the old James Harden, making yourself uh, overweight eat, to get a eat, new spot and get a new situation. But Eat your way out of town. Eat your way out of town. I love it. But it doesn't seem to add up with him just because you literally have done next to nothing in New Orleans. You've been there – very short amount of time. You have no sort of great a great deal of success to really hang your hat on. And the things that people were worried about with you heading into the NBA, your weight and being injury prone because of your size and the way that you play, those have already come into fruition, what, two years into you being into the league. So I don't think it's a that situation going on. But that is an insane amount of weight for somebody to grow where you can't think that it can't be somewhat intentional. Or you got, you're making conscious decisions knowing that it's not going to be good for your body. That's crazy stuff. 3.30. Yeah, it, it is. And I, I, think, I think the worrisome part is that like Zion's always been the best that's been out there. And he's always been the best athlete. Like He hasn't had to work at it, you know? Uh and like to go back to Keontae, like that's why I think Keontae is going to end up painting out because he had to work at it to lose a bunch of weight. Like he, he had to learn what it takes to to be good. And I think in Zion's case, it's not like he wasn't working hard previously, but he's so gifted that he didn't I don't think he needed that extra to to kick into that fifth gear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not like New Orleans has a ton of veterans there to kind of show him what it takes to do things the right way to be successful. So I think that's the worrisome part um, because as much as I love to like poo-poo on Zion because he went to Duke, like he's still awesome to watch when he's being awesome. And I would much rather see that than him just be fat in his second year and never amount to anything. Yeah, it does kind of seem like we're in a crossroads of the Zion Williamson story. Like, is it going to be a sad story or or is it TBD? Because there, there's a there's a chapter here that could end dramatically and sadly, and that's that he eats his way out of the league, and is, we never the the Zion we know flew too fast, too close to the sun, too bright, burned up in just an incredibly short amount of time. It does seem like we're at a crossroads. Either he gets it together, gets his body right, so he, his body can stay healthy, or it's just somewhat bad luck mixed with genetics and the reason why he was such a freak is also the reason that he's out of the league at 23 or 24. So it does seem like we're at a little bit of a crossroads roads. I I agree with you as much as it's fun to make fun of him for being a dookie. uh, Mm -hmm. I'm rooting for him because he's fun to watch. It makes basketball more fun when you have more entertaining players to watch. So hopefully he can get back to that was really fun to watch as an AAU player. And, uh, that was many, many, many years. Oh ago. man, I, yeah, I remember um, uh, going to that that event in Spartanburg with you. That was when we were doing the Game of Thrones podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. We we man. sure were, and uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a good trip. Yeah, and yeah. Might have had a couple beverages that night. We did. We we ran into old Joel Justice out on out yep. on the town, and that was uh, that was a funny. That was a funny experience as well. Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Okay, much was made yesterday, Roush. Uh, Kentucky doesn't play particularly well, and then it's brought up that Kentucky has not improved at all in terms of their three-point shooting 
Calipari last year, a lot of fans were frustrated that Kentucky didn't shoot enough threes. The archaic was used to describe Kentucky's offense. Uh, Folks were bored with it. And I think most of it had to do with the fact that Kentucky was one of the worst teams in college basketball last year and had one of the worst seasons Kentucky has literally ever had as a basketball program. I think that had more to do with it necessarily than the three-pointers. But regardless, Cal had to address it, and he did. And he said, we're going to shoot more. We're going to play faster, as coaches always say. We're going to play a little smaller if we have to. He addressed that last night. We'll get to that here in a moment. And folks have watched this season, haven't complained nearly as much. I haven't heard it until last night. And it was brought up that Kentucky, out of 358 Division I teams, they're 344th in percentage of shots taken that are three-pointers. And folks aren't folks saw that, and they said, oh, great. Kentucky struggles against Southern. We're not shooting threes. We got a major issue on our hands here, Roush. I mean – is one out of every three shots a three? Is that? I feel like that's not bad, right? That's what they did last night. 57 not, field goal attempts, 20 were threes. That's not bad at all. Yeah. I don't, I, it feels pretty normal. Like it's just they missed a lot, <laughs> you know, like that. If you, if you make three more of those, then that's probably not even a, a, a whisper. I, you know, what I think some of it is too, is like, Severe wheel, or when he takes those early threes, it looks like he's shooting from his hip, you know, and it just looks kind of weird. And you're like, Ugh. but in they, I think Allen came in and airballed a three. Yeah, he's missing his way out of the rotation. And notice, I didn't say he's shooting his way out of the rotation. Nobody has issues with him shooting, but if you're not making those shots, Dante, you you, yeah. you, you aren't playable with the other options out there. And that's not mean to Dante. That's not trying to create more drama with Dante. I'd say that about if he was from California, if you're from Kentucky, if you're a shooting specialist and you're not making shots regularly, and now this slump has lasted several games, you're not going to, it's not going to work out well for you. Yeah. I, I think Kentucky in general is on the right path. And it's just one of those things that you're, you're going to hear some murmurs just whenever they have a bad shooting night. Um, because it's, it's, it's a narrative that's not true and people that don't and, and uh, not to interrupt you, but it's just a not, it's an untrue narrative. Go ahead. I've got another point, but I didn't mean to. It just, it just, I, I think that's going to be a, we are prisoners of the moment as basketball fans. We're going to get mad about charge calls. And when teams are missing threes, it feels like they're not shooting enough there. No, they're getting them. Um, and it's just that they're also still shooting some like 16 foot jump shots too. And, that's one of those like you get the analytic people who are like you should never take that shot and well yes you probably never should but sometimes like shooting is a mental thing and you just if you if you feel more comfortable not being behind the line then you feel more comfortable not being behind that line tata man he had a couple really nice like 12 14 foot shots last night and i don't even though I hold my breath a little bit more when those are taken when he's hitting those like that's a good shot like it just is. That's a good when Keon Brooks is making that mid range shot. That's a good shot. So I'm I'm all for when those shots are going down. Then you can't be mad at them for not taking half of their shots from behind the three point line because they're not as effective behind the three point line yet. 
They might be down the road, but at, right now they, they don't need to be. They don't need to be. Totally, totally agree with you. And you said it's a mental thing. When I was playing, it's always a rhythm thing. I had pretty good court awareness where I'd, I'd know where I'd need to be on, on the court the most most of the times, but I didn't really care. If I was playing off the ball and somebody passed it to me, it'd be a rhythm thing. I wouldn't look and be like, well, am I technically right here where I where I hit this shot more than I hit? No. If it felt good and you know the catch was clean going into your shooting motion, then I was going to let that bad boy rip, and I, I wouldn't care if it was 23 or 24 feet. I don't care if I'm a few feet behind the three-point line, and I don't care if I'm three feet above the three-point line, if I'm just kind of floating along the baseline and, and somebody finds me and makes a good pass to me. It was mostly a rhythm thing. So if there's a lot of players on this team. If they're open, I absolutely want them to shoot, and that that's it's pretty – it's almost everybody. I mean, if Oscar's open with that elbow jumper, he's hit it enough already. He's mm-hmm. proved, I trust him with it. I have no issues with him taking that shot. Uh, most folks on the team, if they're open, I want them to shoot. And there's few, there's a few of them that can create their own shots and can kind of create and, and do their own things. And even if there's a body hanging on them, they're still going to be able to get a shot up there. And obviously, specifically, Ty Ty Washington. So nothing and, – and should Kentucky be higher than 344? I'm a little surprised by that number. And you yeah. think it would be higher than that. But I, I just want the offense to look good. And it is. It is looking good. Uh, it's playing really efficient, all things considered. Top 20 in the country in offensive efficiency, which is not a bad thing. You'd want to be there. And it's two not chucking up threes could be considered smart offense or playing smart and taking good shots, similar to what you alluded to, Roush. 27 and 102 in their last five games from shooting threes, that's not a good clip, and it's not a number that you really should strive for. That's 26%. Now, I don't think this is a bad three-point shooting team. I think it's a good three-point shooting team. It's not a three-point shooting team that needs to have their identity be a three-point shooting team. It should be a good offensive team, whether it's three-point shots, outside shots, getting to the rim – feeding the interior. And last night they made it an emphasis to feed the interior and they still had a third of their shots be three pointers Roush. And I think they shot 50% from the field and they shot what 30% from three or whatever the number was six to 20 from three. Yeah, that's 30%. That's would you rather, would you rather them shoot 50% or 30%? Now, of course, if you really want to get math nerdy, depending on how your brain works. If Kentucky has 10 possessions of threes and they're shooting 30%, that's nine points. If they have 10 possessions and they only shoot twos and they shoot 50%, that's 10 points. So you still are only talking about a point difference. So that's a feather in the cap of the three-point shooting enthusiasts. I just want Kentucky to take smart shots. I don't care where it is on the floor. I want them to take smart shots. If that's a three-pointer and somebody's open, I want them. I'm going to be yelling the loudest for them to shoot. If it's a drive and going inside, I think people will oftentimes muddy up their personal preference style of basketball into what it means Kentucky has to play. And what people may personally enjoy isn't always the best for a specific basketball team that they neither coach nor see in practice nor see in person. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I think some of it too is you know you can shoot your way out of a game, um, <laughs> and 
I, I forgot what game it was um, recently where I just saw just one of those crazy stat lines. I know the Tennessee-Texas Tech game, that was kind of like that where just nobody could hit a shot. And it's like, well, at a certain point, you just get to the free throw line, hit it layup. So uh, I'm with you, TJ. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned. And that's kind of how we started the top of the show off of was saying, you know, it, Kentucky went six and one. They lost to a good Duke team in the first game of the year where they had two brighter stars than Kentucky and Ty Ty Washington wasn't quite there yet. He wasn't quite there yet. Um, he's, I think he's come along nicely. We had a, a solid Damian Collins game last night. And, and that's the kind of uh, eight points, four or five from the floor. Didn't really force the thing, six boards. A uh, couple block shots, so I that that's the kind of I, I think the young guys are on the right track. Now it's just a matter of you know you're you're going to want them to score some more, you know, be closer to the 80s <laughs> than not. But I, I I think we're on the right track here. We're on the right track offensively, and it is nice to know that this time last year I think Kentucky was Ofa. Maybe, or maybe only had, no, they had the, the early wins, but they just come off a loss of Louisville. Things are much better now than they were a year ago, even though not every single stat is going to reflect that. Nope. No, TJ? Oh. Uh, I was on mute. You know, you, oh. you know, you know how it goes. And, and what I said is uh, if you play the stats game, folks can always find a way to be unhappy. You can always find numbers to. To, to support a case, uh, or and you can always find something to go against if, if people ever really want to dive in uh, to a to a counter side of their opinion, which generally most folks don't don't want to do. But it, you can always have fun with numbers and stats, or you can always be disappointed with numbers and stats if you if you want to go that route. I think you just it stats can be really troubling at times and generally you don't need the stats to tell you that things are going bad. Uh, the team will be losing or it'll be incredibly ugly and you'll be able to tell. But I think on a positive side of things, Roush, does the offense up to this point for UK pass the eye test for you? Do you think you're watching a good offense when you watch Kentucky basketball play? A good offense in the making. I think all of the pieces are there. It's just not clean all the time, and I think it's because guys have been missing so much. Um, because th there's still parts where they're not completely comfortable with one another, where severe realers delivering a pass and dudes aren't quite ready for the shot, ready to receive it. Um, I think sometimes the spacing can be a little poor. Like guys aren't moving a ton when the ball's in the post. But for the most part, like I, I, I see the makings of a good offense. That's exactly what I was going to say, Roush. The, the pieces of the puzzle are there. They just haven't quite put it together yet. Which is December. Care yeah. for all you love. Join today. Yeah. Care.com. Care for all you love and join today. <laughs> Freaking ads. I think Justin had muted the wrong or did not mute the right. I was, <laughs> I was looking at the ESPN website, and of course, they have to play all Dude. these autoplay ads. It's so scary. their autoplay ads are the worst. Drive me nuts. <laughs> I think it's already a good offense. I think they they're not perfect. They're still learning to mesh with each other, as every basketball team in the country is doing at some capacity. You shouldn't be a finished product in December, but I, I think it's already a good offense. And I'd put it against most offenses in the country. Not all of them. I'd have them in the top 10. Just the college basketball that I've watched, 
I'd have them in the top 10. And you know one thing I can tell you? They're, they're better than Tennessee offensively. They're better than Texas Tech offensively. But more importantly, they're better than Tennessee offensively. If you listen to the Beers and Bucket podcast that they had me on, I predicted a Texas Tech win. Hopefully folks got in on that money line yesterday. I've been on I've been on a real hot streak, and I'm going to brag about it because I've been on cold streaks too before. So I'm on mm-hmm. a real hot streak right now. I had that money line, but please tell me either one of you watched a little bit of that game or well, saw some of it. That was the thing is I was uh, I was doing some work to get ready for this morning, and when I went to check Twitter, people were talking about it. And as I turned the channel, like Texas Tech is, you know, celebrating the victory. I was like, oh, no. But I did see one clip from a dude from Tennessee. And it was one of the more relatable clips I've ever seen where the dude had a breakaway layup. And he went to go up for the dunk and just stepped in a hole. And, like, <laughs> it was the funniest. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I, I- yeah, I was going to ask you what? Ha- how did that happen? What he just slipped that happened, like a wet spot? It looked like his leg just like he is a it just gave out. That got taken out in the woods. Oh, so that that's that happened to me uh, when I was uh, I believe I was a senior. We were playing down in a Christmas tournament in Bowling Green, and it was okay. Roush breakaway layup. You go up for the dunk, and when you go to step on your planter foot. It, the just leg just gives way. I don't. I don't know how to describe the phenomenon. I would think that it would happen to subpar athletes like myself, but I've never seen it at that elite of a level. Like it, it, it's, it's normally just like high school kids or or like the the six foot guy who can dunk, but things have to be going right. And I guess that was the case for him, where just things weren't like he just he didn't have the juice when he went up for it. He was a little drained, and it just gave out. That that was comedy in its purest form i'm glad he wasn't hurt but it was it was totally bizarre uh, hilarious game when i went to overtime i was really nervous about my bet because texas tech missed some free throws and kind of blew it to allow tennessee to get back in there tennessee's offense was only good when they had a desperation shot it was the only time anything ever went in but it was hilarious to see those dorks in orange lose especially in that fashion if folks are worried about Kentucky's offense, that's a top 20 team there, folks, and probably a legitimate top 20 team. <laughs> and their offense absolutely stinks. Oh. And Florida just got absolutely smacked by Texas Southern. That's a top 25 team. Maybe not a legitimate top 25 team, Florida, despite their ranking. But I do. they're better than I thought they'd be. They're a legitimate top 40 team and should probably most likely be a tournament team. But they got smacked too. So I ain't, I ain't worried about Kentucky's offense. I'm not complaining about Kentucky's offense. And I'm, I'm – I'm excited to see them go up against some better competition, and I think that they can they can explode points on just about anybody, just about anybody. So we've got that. Uh, so you would would the sales always go to Bowling Green for their Christmas tournaments? No, we we switched it up. Um, the most fun one was uh, the one in Lexington, which yeah, I don't know why we got Saint X would of. always go to that one, a Lexington Catholic. Yeah, that one was great. We'd stay at the Hyatt downtown. Uh, one year we did pretty well in it. I think we because uh, we 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 were one game away from playing Darius Miller in like the semifinals, and we ended up losing. And uh, but I think we went to the finals of the losers bracket. So we we those those are fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, there there there'd be some good atmospheres too, because kids were on Christmas break and um, mm-hmm. 
St. X, I think, one time they put the clamps on John Hood, made him look silly in that tournament. And people our age in high school were getting their license and stuff like that. So we'd, we'd drive up to Lexington and, and support our friends and cheer them on. One time I got to do that halftime Chick-fil-A, win free Chick-fil-A for a year. You had to make a layup, free throw, three-pointer, and a half-court shot. And I couldn't remember if it was 30 seconds or a minute, uh -huh. but it had to be a minute because I got two half court shots in, and I just don't think there's any way I could do that in 30 seconds oh, because yeah, I because I yeah. missed because I missed a three pointer too. Made the layup, made the free throw, missed one three pointer, and you had to get your own rebounds. So got the rebound, came back, shot the three, made it, and then I got two half court shots. The first one wasn't close. The second one, I would have sworn it was in. The crowd was going nuts. Here, little like 17, 16 year old mm. TJ is thinking he's getting free Chick fil A for a year. Not to be, unfortunately, uh, it like grazed the, the front iron, but it was very close to going in. Good times. Good times of the high school Christmas tournaments. Those are starting up in about a week or two, I'd guess, right? Yeah. 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 We never did the the big like uh, go to Florida or, you know, a lot of teams they'll do the kind of tropical uh, Christmas tournament. Um, but I, I got to play in King of the Bluegrass, and the, the, the KOB this year should be really good. Uh, yeah. We, there's a chance for a Reed Shepherd Caleb Glenn finals between Mail and North Laurel. So I mean, Mail would beat them by a thousand. Would they, though? Reed they, Shepherd, really Mayo good. would beat them by a thousand. Well, in that case, then DeSales would beat them by 990. <laughs> <laughs> and then CSAA Christmas tournaments were always really good. Oh, Did you ever play was, the Rachel one? In, in which one? The St. Rayfield one? Only time uh, St. Rayfield hosted games. Yeah, and that was the only time St. Paul hosted them too. So we were always that was that was home court. Uh there's one in particular, my friends and I still say that his game winning tip in shouldn't have counted because it was past the horn. But we had parents getting thrown out of games. Like it was uh, a real south end. That is real south end Chris end. tournament. Uh, I love it. That's great. Best time of the year. All right. Hour two Kentucky roll call. We'll get to the Thornton's text line. We'll talk more about the cats. And then, of course, we'll have to talk about our friends at UofL. Another board meeting, another Tim Sullivan put in the locker. <laughs> yes, we'll be back. It. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on the Big X. We appreciate everybody that's listening. Fun first hour should be another just golden second hour here. Had a dirty diaper change between the commercial. Between Ooh, the, nice, uh, nice. Hour one and hour two. Always a good time. And uh, got to see the baby as well. That was nice. Hey, zinger. You get it? Like it was my diaper. Ah, man. That's the, that's the joke. Duke has some untimely ones. Like it's like, oh, the game's just now starting. Here, let me go take a dump real quick. Like, couldn't have done this five minutes ago, bud. Like, whatever. 
I'm or, really not looking. I mean, I, I've I've said it. I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. I'm not looking forward to the to the big. Like Duke is a little a little adult at this point. The pictures I yeah. see of Duke. Mm-hmm. How, how tall? He's a little grown man. Yeah. How tall is he? I uh, I don't know. Like two and a half feet. Uh, he can make he can make shots when you put the basketball goal up like two notches. So the goal's at like five feet, and he's just draining them. No 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 problem. It's just that, like, I bet he takes, you you know, I, I bet those yeah. diaper changes are an experience. I mean, they there was blowouts, though, so that's better. It's, a lot, it's not as messy. It's just, you know, stinky, and sometimes he just doesn't want it changed. And that's the that's the real problem. It's not the stink. It's the they're fighting you, and oh. if, you, if you don't win that fight, it's getting everywhere. Oh, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Oh man, but you're you're surviving. Yeah, yeah, doing well. Um, that, my only problem uh, last night was like, uh, ooh, I should fire off this great tweet, and then oh god, no, don't fall on your head. Like, yeah, that. So juggling those three, that was a little tough. I was getting into it a little bit with Bobby Regan on the line because like. There, there's a point where yes, I agree that is not what a foul should be, but refs call the fouls that way. So like that's that's how you have to play the game. Like when you're getting blocked out, I it if you reach over the guy, it's they're going to call that. Like it's just it's the optics of it. Uh, even if you're a foot taller, they're going to call that. You have to know that, Oscar. You have to be smart. And I know it's not technically a foul if the ball is coming towards him, but it's just it's too easy for the refs. It's like the jersey pull for an offensive lineman. When it gets really bad, they like they 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 can't help themselves. They have to call it, even though there's probably being a jersey pulled on every play. <laughs> text into the Thornton sex line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. What do you make of all this, Justin? Uh, not really sure. <laughs> I just I wonder where your brain goes when we do the baby talk. I mean, I. I don't know. I, it's something that I hope to, I get to experience one day, but I don't. I don't know. I don't really make too much of it. Everybody's, every parent's got their own parenting stories. Everybody's got it different. I, I mean, well, I enjoy it. You go on another date with Mimi. You never know. Isn't that her? I, no. Mimi? No. And you Ooh, can't say. And you can't say that because that is my dad's wife's name for my nephews. So no good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Got so it. Justin's dating his mom. <laughs> Negative. Just driving her car. Well, it was a different car yesterday than yeah, it was. That's my mom's car. Gotcha. I see. What? Where are you at in the car process? Uh, so I sent him a list over yesterday of all the things I'm looking for in a car. So I guess he's just going to compile a list together, and I will go look at them maybe tomorrow or Friday. What's just, on the list? Yeah, what do you, what do you, what do we need um, uh, well, checked out? So my main my main thing that I will not compromise on is driving a manual. I will not drive an automatic because I just don't trust myself. I'm going to fall asleep. So that's that's really only the main thing. Um, so I've made sure to emphasize that to him. I don't really care about all the other bell, bells and whistles, but I need a manual. It's concerning. Why? Yeah, I mean, I don't that that that's the difference of you falling asleep behind the wheel and not falling asleep behind the wheel. <laughs> I mean, just with the manual, you have to pay attention. You have to know what's always going. It's not just falling asleep. It's just 
I, in my opinion, I'm a way better driver driving a manual because I'm forced to pay attention at all times. You're an interesting cat. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to you? I mean, no, it makes sense, but you could also just like say that it's a pain in the butt. Focus on paying attention. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, I'm not. Instead of making your driving experience slightly harder because you can't pay attention, couldn't you just refocus that time and energy on paying attention? It's just, to me, driving automatics is just boring. Like, you literally put it in drive, and the thing will start moving. You don't even have to hit the gas. Like, it, it, I don't know. To me, it's just not It's not fun. It's not my idea of driving. I don't enjoy it. I need a manual. Oh, okay. Well. I mean, it makes sense. I just, it's it's easily countered, is all I'm is. saying. It is. It is. But it's your life. And at the end of the day, whatever makes you happy is what's That'll, most important. That's what's going to make me happy, boys. Uh, I was, I feel like it would be a huge pain in the butt if you're stuck in traffic too. But you know what? That's that's your pain in the butt to deal with, uh, Jay Scoots. See, that's, you know, everyone always says that. And it's really not that bad. I mean, yeah, kind of, it's kind of annoying. It's definitely more annoying than a than an automatic because you've got to do more work. I don't know. Uh, there's just so many benefits to manuals. I just, I don't know. Well, I'm just very, happy? I'm very happy you're not buying a car online. I don't no. understand. I don't. Understand I will not that. be. No, Carvana. No, I'm good. <laughs> I do not understand those people. No. Oh, if anybody also has any good available and open daycares, let me know. We were bamboozled by ours yesterday. You got bamboozled? Well, they like you. You gotta let us know if we're in or if we're not in, and they keep just stringing us along and stringing us along and stringing us along. And they've had staff shortages, as I'm sure most places have, and. You know, obviously doing all this stuff during the pandemic has been complicated and more difficult for all these places. But like just now, they they still won't give us an answer. And they're and they finally were like, the day that you say you're coming in, we do, we won't be able to do that. But they were like, but a week after we may be able to. And it's just like, well, how long could this go on? Right. So we're officially looking for other places. But it's so late in the game. She goes back to work that. We're we're probably in some trouble here. So I mean, we're not really in trouble. We're we're lucky enough. We've got resources. We'll find ways to make it work. But um, we're we're ready to find another place. Is mm-hmm. how I should how I should phrase it. You're moving on up. Moving some moving on from a place that we never really went to. This is the Taj Harris. We're Taj Harris. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, better get your grades right. Do your homework, TJ. Oh, this place was close by. We were excited about it and still potentially could work out. I don't know. I guess they could email us today with some good news, but they've really been stringing us along. Uh, so if anybody knows anywhere, that that would be great. Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I wish I could just drop off little Lucy at just Thornton's and just let her run around the store, save money on gas with her mm-hmm. Refresher and Rewards app. Make sure you're downloading that app, that Thornton's app. It'll tell you where the cheapest gas is throughout town. And it'll tell you the prices, too, if you're into that sort of thing. And uh, you'll save money each and every time you go to Thornton's. It adds up, and it makes a difference. Text in 502-414-1450 to the Thornton's text line. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper, the best color commentary UofL radio has ever known. And, Roush, we are still in the unknown of UofL world Tyree still the AD, but looks like he's leaving. And just more confusion and lack of people talking, telling people what's up. 
Yeah, and we got another board meeting today. Um, and I think the easiest explanation for all of this that, um, like, the 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 panic is probably really unnecessary, but it's hilarious. Like they're meeting for personnel matters to try to figure out who they're going to hire if and when Tyree does leave. So I think that's just the easy answer to the solution, right? That, that, that what, what are they talking about behind closed doors? Well, they're, they're, they're getting their candidates lined up. Is, is that, am I, am I just Occam's razor again, TJ feels pretty like a simple explanation. Yeah. It could, could very easily be that it probably is that. Um, I don't think they'd announce. Yeah, a candidate, sure. I I, I don't think you're going to see them just announce the replacement as they announce the departure. But maybe they'll they. Everybody can kind of start to do their homework. They've thrown a few names out there, and when they meet again, whenever that may be, they can all say who they like the most, or or however that process goes. But I, I'm sure that's a, I'm sure that's what they're doing. Um, and we made that Tim Sullivan joke there going out of hour number one. It is just a joke. I, I applaud him for questioning the laws. Mm-hmm. And transparency is incredibly important in everything. Government, academic, all everything. Transparency is never a bad thing with maybe minor exceptions. But transparency, almost universally good. I don't blame him. However, if he actually thinks U of L is breaking the law, then he is lawfully there and allowed to be there. So don't move, Tim. Stay, baby. Make them make them kind of do the dead fish like that guy on the airplane that one time. Make them make them drag you out of there. Because if yeah. you actually think you're in the right and you think the law is accurate, but by all accounts, he he just they said he said his piece. They said no, get out, and he said, Okie dokie, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm with you where it's like, you know what? I'm glad we get some big J's out there doing the work that I'm definitely not willing to do. Um, I did think it was funny that like no action was trending on Twitter for like yesterday morning. Just everybody, no action taken, no action, no action taken. What are we talking about? Scooter Dingus over here? What what did he do? Wow. Suck it. Yeah, it's it, it seems I mean, but it it all seems pretty clear that the small minor speed bump was his clause that uh, the the non-compete where he isn't allowed to go somewhere in the ACC blah blah blah. It seems like they all were you know, it seems like it was very quick. Yeah, that's not a big issue for us. Maybe some finances are being discussed like what are we paying you but you're leaving, we're giving you a break on the no non-compete clause. So uh, I don't know. Maybe they're figuring those things out as well. But he's going to leave, and he's not going to be the AD. Uval's going to get a new AD. They're going to have an interim probably for at least a, a, an interim amount of time. And he's going to be at Florida State. He's going to be at a, a in-division rival. So that that's a whole nother caveat. He's going to go to Tallahassee with knowing every piece of information there is about a inner squad rival, inner division rival. I, I don't think that's nothing. I don't think that's maybe a huge deal, but I also don't think that's nothing. I, I, I think that's going to give Florida State a nice little advantage on, on UofL in ACC athletics, just knowing he knows all the inside baseball at UofL. But that stuff is still planning on happening. 
And maybe as early as today, Roush, we hear Tyree, we, the ball gets moving on that. It needs to get moving on that. Make it happen, Cap'n. Uh, who would have thought? Who would have thought? And to think, this time two weeks ago, U of I was going to beat UK's teeth in. Three <sighs> points wasn't enough. Nope. No. UK is going to turn the ball over 30 times. And no. Yeah. Oh, man. Crazy how that all works out. And now the head coach ain't going nowhere, but the AD is out of here. And there's a big distrust in, in the president and the fans, which is not what you want. Man. Can you imagine like a poor like a big just portion of UK's fan base hating like Eli Capaluto? <laughs> like that that was like a conversation that we'd have on radio, not just like a one offer, but daily. Like what's Eli Capaluto doing today? Can you imagine? I was thinking about that. Like we went to we went to a commercial break earlier in this show, and I teased when we come back. Is UK three-point shooting a problem? Or why you shouldn't worry about three-point shooting? Which is like how sports radio is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. It's it's somewhat cookie-cutter, sure. But that's, yeah. like, that's your stereotypical sports radio. And then UofL for seven years has been going to breaks. And why I think the athletic program isn't a complete dumpster fire when we return. Like, it's just, you know, one's like such like... Small potatoes versus this huge, huge crisis. And it's a different crisis after different crisis. And good for them. They're radio. Hey. I mean, what what content? And you know what, though? The, the Those ADs they hate, they are scheduling good teams in the non-conference. So the, they're doing that for you. Scheduling against teams you can't beat. Good, congrats. Oh, Hey, they get Indiana on the schedule. At least that's an easy one. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, text on in 502-414-1450. Let's get to this Thornton's text line. Let's do it. Wait, TJ, if your pops is a UofL fan, how did you get molded into being a UK fan? My mom's he was a, the smart one. My mom's family. a UK fan. We, that's we why got, I got divorced. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> too much to overcome. The red and the blue. Uh, no, thankfully, the the mom's side won out, and I'm a, I'm a Cats fan, baby. Woohoo. Yeah. Um, another texture says, Black Eyed Peas are straight trash. You know what? I don't know if I've actually ever had the food Black Eyed Peas. Because, like, that's... I immediately went to, like, uh, you know, we, we get a lot of food takes on here. Um, I, I'm sure you've never had Black Eyed Peas, TJ. Are you a fan of Black Eyed Susan? Yeah. Uh, Preakness. They're, they're, they're nice. They're also very easy. I had them growing at my old house. They're very easy to, to take care of and they're pretty and they stay blooming for a long time. So yeah, big fan of black eyed Susans. A texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. did. Where is the love ever play in Roush's head as he was stuffing some poor South end kid in a locker. <laughs> What's wrong with the world? Mama. <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a banger. It's a banger. Yeah. And I'll, I remember, so you know how you'll have those, uh, like, that's one thing the internet has taken away from us. It's the really dumb arguments that you have with your friends that you can't reach an answer to and both could be right at the same time. 
one of it is like the song lyrics, you know, where you think it sounds like they're saying something. In this case, it wasn't song lyrics, but whether who was singing the chorus, because I was arguing that is Justin Timberlake. And somebody's like, no, that is a girl singing. And turns out we were both right. Didn't realize that Fergie was in the Black Eyed Peas because she was just like background basically in that song. So I, I remember that being an OG, like middle school lunch cafeteria argument. Not me. That sounds dumb. Yeah, it's that's what's great. I, I love dumb arguments. And you know what? I'm still I, I'm still the resource for a couple friends where when they can't who was that one guy we played against in that one game back in that tournament in middle school like i still get some random phone calls like that used to be all the time really, really miss getting those um man suck it internet thornton's text line 502-414-1450 this one comes from our buddy robert robert says who's your dingus you absolute buffoon the titans have a three-game lead on the Colts and beat them twice. There's zero percent possibility they win the division. Go back to this absolute trash ass state. Wow. Suck it, Scoots. It's not impossible for them to win the division, or I wouldn't have made the bet. <laughs> Period. What was the how much was the bet again? 20 bucks. Oh. Might, might have been the dumbest bet I've ever made, but actually, no. <laughs> oh. Dumbest bet I ever made was yeah. Indiana to get more wins than Kentucky. And yeah. Yeah, was... we, we sweated that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I think you paid that bet before October rolled around. I did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I paid it in week six. <laughs> uh, texter, oh, it's Robert again. Hey, Robert again. Sorry, I got angry. There are a few grammatical errors, but good God, who's your dingus? It takes 30 seconds to pull up ESPN. However... Or hover over the NFL tab, click standings, and just use your eyeballs. Robert, I'll be honest. I did look at the standings yesterday after I made that bet. Got a little worried, but I, th I think I'm still in good shape. Titans, <laughs> Titans are going to lose three or four more games. Colts are going to win three or four. So, oh, is that is that how it's going to go? That's how it's going to go. Robert, I hope I emphasize your all capitalizations appropriately. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the Titans play the Jaguars uh, next Sunday, so don't think that's a loss. Um, and they have the Texans still. So uh, the Colts, meanwhile, play the Patriots and the Cardinals up next. Oh, So, yeah, Scoots. Um, I'll, I'll send that over later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, you were waiting until the end of the season just because I want – I'm ready for them to say AFC South champs, Tennessee Titans. It's going to be great. It's going to be glorious. Uh, there's not much time left in the season. It, it is rapidly approaching. Yep. Which it I, really you know, is. I don't, I know that we still have, what, five weeks left? Mm hmm. I don't know if that's right. 14, 15, six, four weeks left. Four weeks left. Or no, there's the extra week now. So yeah, we yeah. got five. Yeah. Um, I just hate seeing the playoff picture and seeing like almost every team listed. And maybe that's oh. just normal. Maybe that's just how it should be at this point in the season. But my brain initially goes to like, oh, well, we have an extra playoff team now than we used to. Now it's seven. And this is just a product of having an extra team. And this is not fun because every team's in the hunt. And there's so many bad teams in the hunt. But with five weeks left, it should still be pretty crowded. The well, Houston, Houston Texans officially eliminated from playoff contention. <laughs> Oh. The first and only, I believe. Um, 
Correct. Which yeah. is weird because they have the same record as the Jaguars, but the Jags are not eliminated. So because don't AFC get how that works. A little, oh, that is weird. That is weird how that works. But I, I think, uh, TJ, to your point, that's part of the reason why you expand the playoffs and you make the season a week longer is so that even the fans of the middling teams can have a little bit of hope. Like the Washington football team is technically a six seed right now, and they're maybe just a game over 500. Um so, you know, you, you you keep people engaged a little bit longer. And I think overall, that's probably a positive. And, and I think it's going to make for better games down the stretch, too, because for every team, it means something. It's almost kind of like uh, college football, where it's a, it's a great regular season because every single game matters so much. I, I think it does make the games matter more down the stretch. Yeah, I get I get what you're sure that that's what they want in theory. But when I know my team is a middle of the pack, non-threatening team, that doesn't make it all that much more fun for me. Now, may, I guess that's personal preference and different people have different expectations and different teams have different standards. But the there's been years where the like I'm it's pretty obvious the Packers aren't going to win the Super Bowl are not they're pretty boomer bust so they're not the perfect example for this but there there's been years where they're kind of like yeah hey, they may make the playoffs but they've always even had one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and that kind of changes the dynamics when you consider having one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL but when I've known the Packers aren't going to win the Super Bowl then potentially getting in in the wild card spot hasn't really amped me up more um, or at least changed my season long expectations if anything it can make it more frustrating the more that you're like close, but you know you're not really all that good, anyways. But well, it's kind it, of like it'll work itself it's out. Kind of like me and Justin with the Steelers right now, where you're like, man, I wish we would just tank so that there can be a decent quarterback in the draft next year. But there's not any good quarterbacks in the draft, so we're kind of stuck. <laughs> there's gonna be there might be a year of Mason Rudolph up our might league. as well might as well win as many games as you can this year yeah and kind of give big ben a chance to win a wild card game like how glorious yeah. would that be to see him on that espn saturday night uh game just slinging it you know oh come on man. give me give me some of that give me some of that action and that and that's you know people like you with that opinion that's why they do it and that you you make that sound fun although I will say a difference here is, and it's kind of playing devil's advocate against myself, is the AFC seems to be wide open, though. No, yeah. I don't think the pay, or I don't think the Steelers are going to win the AFC. But with how kind of chaotic it's been, it's not crazy to think that if they could win a game, maybe steal another, and boom, you're in the AFC Championship game. At that point, you never know what well, could happen in that situation. So I understand your side of it. Kind of like the Titans when they got hot a year or two ago. Like, Justin could have the correct point overall. Like, the Colts could go farther. They could advance farther in the playoffs than the Titans. Um, they could be that kind of, oh, wow, Carson Wentz gets hot, you know? That's, that's what our bet was, right? No, no, it was not. It was who's <laughs> going to win the division. Um, but, yeah, that, so that's why I, I think there is, like, because as we said the other day, it's Patriots and Chiefs. At the, at the top of the AFC, and that's kind of it. And then in the NFC, you've got about three or four teams. Kyler Murray, um, he can just do whatever the hell he wants. He's looking a little bored out there having to play teams like the Bears. So I didn't look super bored when the Packers went in there without any wide receivers and gave them a spanking. Oh. Let's go to our last break. Let's do it. We'll come back. We'll finish up this text line. We'll have a good time doing it.
Roll yeah, call. We'll do those things. KRC yeah. here on Big X Sports Radio. CJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Taylor. Roll call. It's unbelievable, really. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Remember the time Bobby tackled the referee by mistake? Uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. How about the time he tackled the guy from Louisville and threw him into the stands? <laughs> We're on the microphone, our MCs. You like the way you we like swing? Well, listen close and make sure you don't miss a thing. Don't you know that we're the microphone masters? No to MCs as the raw dog back. Welcome back. We One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Wednesday morning. Hope you're having a great start to your day. We got more text to get to, Roush. Yep. And we got some salsaritas to eat today. I know we had one lucky winner, but uh, salsaritas, it's the best. It's uh, get a little wacky today. Head on out to salsaritas. They got two locations, one in St. Matthews and one in Middletown. It's scrum diddly umptious from their wildly addictive chips to their quesarito burritos uh, or just their quesadillas. It's a thick quesadilla too, TJ, not one of those puny ones you get elsewhere. So check out salsaritas today, get wacky, and have a great Wednesday. It's a meaty and cheesy Dilla. All right. Let's get back to this text line. Uh, if either one of you all just have any other topics that you wanted to bring up or discuss, feel free to let those rip. Uh, uh, te- uh, I don't know where we're at. Uh, texter says, geez, Roush, being so COVID cautious has been the biggest upset since 2020. And I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, I, I felt like you've been more like, okay, let's let's – let's get back to normal life more recently. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I have no idea. I think you've been less COVID cautious than you maybe, were. As maybe we think. accidentally got a old text copied over. You never that, just, know. that does not make sense. We've not had well, COVID conversations. Uh, well, I sent it over. So it wouldn't have been an old one. Cause I don't, I don't do that. Um, I did see some, uh, some news overnight. Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss, is leaving for Oklahoma. Pretty big hire for uh, Brent Venables. Uh, and I know Lane gets a lot of the credit for that offense at Ole Miss, but Jeff Levy is responsible for a lot of it. And he was – forget where he was previously, too. Real pain in Kentucky's ass. But he's he's good. He's good. So that was a big hire for Oklahoma. Going to help ease that transition um, with Lincoln Riley out. Um, so big, big hire, big hire, big time hire. A texter says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. My wife and I were talking about it the other day. Easiest way to determine privilege is if Saint Nick came to visit you as a kid or not. That's so true. <laughs> so true. It is funny though, because it's like, well, does uh, does Saint Nick like? Because not everybody does it, but hey, it's it's a fun little Christmas deal. And uh, Duke really enjoyed his Sesame Street coloring book. Who? Yeah, it's always it's just it's, it's basically for, yeah. for for kids. It's a nice little appetizer for yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, just yeah. a little appetizer. You've been you've been good. Here's here's the bone. I think and, that uh, it's better, better be than... there'll be there'll be more of that where that came from. It's basically a bribe. Yeah. 
And it's a better bribe than like Elf on the Shelf, where you're just like, here is this creepy little guy that's staring at you in your own house. Like, we got enough Santa. Like, Santa's why, you know, he sees you when you're asleep and knows when you're awake. We don't need this little elf all over the house being creepy, too. Have you all seen the people that have like eaten chicken bones and put it the elf hat on top of the bones with notes that said the elf was tasty? I had had the cookies for dessert signed by Santa. No, geez. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. They put like ketchup under the bones and stuff. Oh my gosh. Looks, yeah, it's I could imagine it'd be pretty traumatizing for a kid, but that elf is pretty traumatizing in and of itself. Could have been a real thing in your household if Sparky was hungry one, one Maybe day. so. Maybe so. Uh, uh, texter five zero two four, and of course, if you're new to Kentucky roll call, Sparky was Justin's uh, six foot eight pet iguana, or whatever how big it was. Twelve foot, twelve foot, yeah, even bigger <laughs> than six foot eight. Just a freakishly large iguana, and he loved dinosaurs. Put, and it would help put the star on the Christmas tree. It That's was it. really, it was really talented. Loved dandelions too. <laughs> Uh, uh, Roush sounds like a four-year-old trying to learn how to read for the first time in his cornbread hemp ad. Dude has a hard time pronouncing his H's. Tough scene. Oh wow! I, I thought I think it's a great commercial, Roush. Yeah, I didn't really notice any tough times with H's. How would you have a tough time pronouncing an H? Hemp? Oh yeah, actually, now that you say it, that that is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, do the ad read. I, I don't. Well, cornbread <laughs> hemp is the best. Of the, now I'm thrown off every time he's, I say him. He's rattled. He's rattled. I'm, oh God, you got me, Texter. You got me. Just like cornbread hemp will get oh. you in the right state of mind this holiday season. Use the code Big X at checkout. Get thirty percent off. Cornbread hemp sponsors all the KRC podcasts. They're the best of the best. Great little treat before you go to bed. So snag some today. Your your friends, your family, they'll be thanking you when you stuff their stockings with cornbread hemp. Always a great stocking stuffer. A texter. That is that is stuck in my head. Now I'm gonna have to cut a new ad. God, texter. A texter says on Isaiah Jackson. I bet most of the players on last year's team wanted to get away from Lexington as quickly as possible. Uh, I don't think Jackson. I don't know if that would be the case for Jackson though. Jackson seemed to be embraced by fans, liked by fans, and he spent a hell of a long time here in the summer playing with the team. If for a place that he didn't enjoy so much, I do think it was the case with Boston. And I don't, you know, and ask you obviously wanted to transfer, but. I, maybe, maybe you're right, Texter. Who doesn't? I'm no more right than you, but it seemed like he was a little different with his Lexington and UK experience. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know, I can understand just wanting to move on in general, though. After last year, I mean, it was just tough. There was, and I guess we still didn't have really certainty on COVID. I guess things were pretty normal by the end of last college basketball season. But I could see, too, just like, all right, this was tough. I'm ready to just go cash my paycheck now. Yeah. Uh, another texture says, this is probably the most forgettable list of Heisman candidates I can recall. Not the greatest year for that award. Yeah, it's like a, it's got some strong Eric Crouch kind of vibes. Not, I, uh, I felt like this the last couple of years with the Heisman finalists. I don't know. It feels like it's been a couple a few years since I've been impressed. Well, Devontae Smith last year was – like I. I I thought he was deserving. I was glad to see a receiver get that award because his numbers were just stupendous. And That's he true. was crazy all year long. And then you had Joe Burrow the year before where it was he was the clear number one guy. It was just – this year was especially weird in that 
you know, November starts, and I think the people who you thought would have been at the top of that list aren't even going. Um, and and it's also I'm at the point too where, hell, invite like seven people at that point if it's going to be this wide open. You know, get Matt Corral, get Will Anderson. Like, let's make it a big party because really Bryce Young's almost getting it by default because he played two good games at the end of the year. Speaking of football, thoughts on KD McDaniel entering the transfer portal? Uh, a bit of a surprise in that I thought he was starting to come along at the end of the year. Um, you know, really, really showed some spark, but they did really kind of shy away from letting him play full time. Uh, he he had some moments at the start of the season, so you understood why. And and maybe he sees the writing on the wall as well when it comes to the transfer portal with guys coming in and the recruits they're bringing in, Tyrese Fearbury, uh, Keaton Wade, who was a finalist from Tennessee, Mr. Football, actually lost it to his brother in Class 6A, and then Barry and Brown won it in Class 4A. So they got some good guys out of Tennessee. I think the the kind of what's coming up ahead is is probably what deterred him away. But I thought I thought he was he was on the right track. As a slow cooker, and uh, I, I, he's probably the first one out of all of the departures where I'm like, man, would have liked to see him stay. Interesting. Not, uh, I, I was, I had no idea what you were going to say, but that makes me feel not good about it. Well, and especially because that position does take longer. So if you had KD next year, and if Jordan Wright doesn't come back, uh, you don't have to force those young guys to be ready to play right away. Now, if they get this Chris Bogle from Florida, maybe, you know, he, I think he would probably be an immediate upgrade just from a talent standpoint, um, but he'd be new to the program too. So I, I, I was liking the direction McDaniel was heading in. Um, he had three quarterback hurries against New Mexico State, and then I think he I think he might have gotten a sack against Louisville. I just – I was seeing some good things from him towards the end of the year and was just hoping he'd stick around. Gotcha. Well, I, I it checks out. Makes sense. A texter on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450, says, Goodwin recruitment feels a lot like Wandell from the outside. Knows there are better options out there, but almost feels an obligation towards Kentucky. Except that in Wandell's case, like Kentucky is built for offensive line play. You know, like that. this is the, a great laning spot for him. Whereas in Wandell's case, that, that it was not at the time. I mean, it was the Eddie Grant offense, you know? Yeah, Wandell was recruited to change the culture of the offense where Goodwin is coming into an established foundation of a, do a, a dominant offensive line. Correct. A little different. So, yeah, a little, yeah. little safer there in that regard. Although, you know, Jedrick Wills had the opportunity to do the same. A little different factor in his recruitment. Kentucky's offensive line was good, but it wasn't quite as established and as dominant as it has been. But – it hasn't always been a guarantee to, to keep local guys home. But in this mm -hmm. regard, Roush has said, don't worry about it. So let's not worry about it. And if Roush is wrong, then we'll go egg yep. his house. Yep. Bring it on. <laughs> they, they, they shared the meme of the Flex Seal guy. Me? Any problem? Smacks the Flex Seal on it. Drinking Blue Powerade. That's TJ with Salsarita's Blue Powerade. It really is true. That, that stuff is amazing. Hungover, tired. Blue Powerade from Salsaritas does the trick. Mm -hmm. Easy game. The cats looked awful. I disagree with that texture. I wouldn't say awful, but disinterested, sure. Wasn't their best game, but probably their worst game of the year. I, I, I bet there was a game, though, that they looked more awful at some point this season. Um, 
no big deal. And, and I'm not I'm not worried about it. If they'd had, you know, four games like this, Roush, that'd be one thing. But for the most part, they cruised through this easy cupcake part of their schedule. And this was the only one that they were relatively pushed in. And even then, nobody was really sweating it out for whatever right, reason. Right. And Southern did play pretty well, too, um, to kind of go back to what you said. At the top, you got to commend them somewhat for their play. Um Especially for an emotional game for Sean Woods. Uh, I think he was pretty he, – he said, I thought I'd sneak on out there, but he was really grateful. Thank the Big Blue Nation um, for everything they'd done for him. So that was cool to see. Glad to see Sean Woods. I know things got a little rocky there when he was at Moorhead State. Glad that he's uh, seemingly got something good going down at Southern in Baton Rouge. I'll be picking Southern in the Jerome that this year that's that's for sure i think they'll win their conference okay. you'd obviously like to beat southern by more but at least we're through the dreadful portion of the schedule the most disappointing part of the game for me is that we are completely outmatched in the uniform department those southern uniforms were the nicest i've seen this season i did like them they were nice looking uniforms sharp real I, sharp. I, I just i still cannot believe uk's basketball court looks like it does call <laughs> ourselves the gold standard of basketball the greatest tradition in all of basketball. And we have a basketball court. This is a reference that maybe only two people will get. We have a basketball court that looks worse than the Bobby Knight Texas Tech days when they oh, had a million God. ads on their floor. If anybody yeah. ever watched the show Night School, where he, people forget Bobby Knight had a reality TV show to get a walk-on onto his team. Bobby freaking Knight did that at Texas Tech, and the show was called Night School. And little TJ watched it, and little TJ loved it, even though I wasn't a big Bobby Knight fan. But Texas Tech's court had like a bajillion logos all over it. I still can't get over UK's court has that dreadful Rupp Arena logo on it. And side note, need to make the three-point lines blue. I think it'd look better. Huh. Bring everything in. Now, but the first thing, obviously, you got to – the Rupp Arena logo's got to change. Got to figure something else. Got to do something else. But I do think one helpful thing, three – or the three-point lines make them blue. Be a nice touch. Okay. I like, I like that suggestion. Maybe we'll get the streak going again. Next time you're watching the UK game, just imagine blue three-point line. Oh, yeah, that does look nice. I don't hate the white. But I, blue would look better. And you can still keep the little free throw arc white, or you can make that blue too. I don't really care. But just I think. Don't, just don't put a blue phallic paint. Yeah. Just don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. You don't need that. Yeah. yeah. No I love Cal. I just don't get why he still insists on playing two or three bigs. This was supposed to be the year he wouldn't, but already he is reverting back to his old ways. Even though our best lineup is three guards, a wing, and a big. Bah humbug. I'm a UK fan, so I'll always complain about something. One, love your self-awareness. I like that you can uh realize that you're just kind of being picky. And two, that's a much – and you could make the case if you wanted to that these things can go hand in hand. But that's a much better and more observant, like clearly somebody that was paying attention to the game, take is like why are we having lineups with Ware, Brooks, and Toppin? We don't need that. We don't need that. It's not good for anybody. It's not fun. It's not even good in a pinch. It doesn't work in a pinch. I don't like it. And you can make a case, well, technically, you know, when you play Brooks out on the perimeter, he's basically like a three, and Toppin and him are interchangeable, and where's the backup five, so it's really not all that. It is different, and it's not good, and and we don't need that. We don't need that. That's a much better complaint like a reasonable, I'm not panicked on the season, and I'm not really all that frustrated with things are, but I don't like the big lineups. And I don't like the big lineups either. I totally agree with you, Texter. I'm I'm frustrated because you told me Lance Ware cut his hair, and it was still horrible. 
<laughs> he, he got us. He got us. He just pulled Man. it back in that picture. Really got us. I get what you're saying on the. I saw the. I, I got. I understood what you're saying on the ponytail thing. It, like the I, buns. Yeah, the butt. Yeah. He kind of had it last night too. Yeah. Good. Call. I, I see what you were referring. I I see what you were referencing. Yeah, it didn't really bother me though. <laughs> Horrible. Texture says Will Levis thinks Sevilla Rior throws the ball to the team too much. He had a few. He had a few silly turnovers yesterday. Five I'd, total. Still, still want him on the floor. Still trust him. Still need him out there doing things. Uh, the having a backcourt with him and Tata is really a nice luxury for Kentucky. And then whether you've Grady or Mintz, it's it's fun. Also, I didn't I didn't Cal's answer on why he doesn't play four guards. He said, "Well, Wheeler's so small, and then you know between Mintz, Grady, and Tata, none of them can even remotely play the four because they're all undersized." I in a pinch, I bet they could. I, I, I bet I bet Grady could. Um, Ty Ty plays big for a guard. Do I think he could guard like a six foot eight big? No. Uh, ideally, that's not the matchup you want there. But I think what I would have responded Cal to Cal with is, well, maybe you're at a little bit of a mismatch defensively, but offensively, how are they guarding you? What are they doing to guard you? They have no chance to guard you. Yeah, Grady should be able to play in the post offensively. Yeah. If, if the other it, team perfectly executes the matchup where, you know, they get Grady on a six foot eight guy and he just backs him down, okay, kudos to them. You can double team, you can try to do some other things. But if those things don't work, okay, they got you. But offensively, you're doing whatever you want each and every possession. Yeah. And that's probably where Cal's at. He thinks of everything from a defensive standpoint, how it helps or hurts you instead of thinking about how the offense, it can be a mismatch. The one thing I'll say about Kellen Grady, I, I've just, I've expected a little bit more out of him. And I think he's playing too much into a niche role. Three of seven from three last night in 34 minutes and three assists. That was his entire stat line. He didn't really do anything else. I, I know that he's trying to find a way to blend in instead of be the guy. I think we can. I, I'd like to see him be the guy a little bit more, do a little more mid range. He doesn't need to be just a set three point shooter. I, I I agree with you. I feel like you're being a little harsh. I mean that that's he, if you're saying he's trying to blend in, he is blending in. He's doing a good job being a role player. But I do agree also that hey, feel free to take over a game. Yeah. And part of that probably is a Calipari thing where it's like, hey, instead of, you know, Todd Tyre Wheeler having the – let Grady have the ball in his hands a little bit more. Doesn't, right. mean he, doesn't mean he needs to bring the ball up the, ha up the court, but once you kind of get in your – once you get in your half-court offense, throw it to him on the wing and tell him to create. Like, feel let, free, know, yes, feel free to ha have some liberties to create, Kelly. Have, have a green light to go attack. Yes. And, if you, you know, if you turn it over, you get stuck, that's okay. You, you, we'll allow that. Just get going. I agree with you, and I think he could get going. He'll win Kentucky some games this year. I, yeah. I have no doubt about that. Just got to get him going. Another texture on the Thorn Sex line says, TJ, could you please summarize the UofL media war? Oh, gosh, we're running out of time, but I I, I can. Um, basically, it's UofL's rival site is reporting the rift between Neely and Vince, and uh, Neely wanted – Vince wanted to fire Satterfield, but Neely didn't allow it. And then Neely wanted to fire Mac, but Vince put his foot down. And they just haven't seen eye to eye. And UofL's rival site has been reporting that. And that does at least seem to be true. There does seem to be some truth to that. UofL Radio, and even UofL Radio is kind of split on this. Uh, within mm -hmm. their own station, the hyperbole, Mar Mark Ennis thinks that none of it's true. 
there's not this risk. Say quit listening to Ty Spalding. Yes, quit listening to U of L's rivals and specifically called out the 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 writer, Ty Spalding. And then you have the morning guys, which is like rummage, and they're agreeing. They're saying there is this rift. So basically, there's two schools of thought. The AD and the president don't see eye to eye or agree with one another, or that's not true. And, you know, Vince Tyree didn't want to fire Satterfield. He didn't want to fire him at all. So it just kind of depends what you think is true here. And then, of course, Somebody in that argument just makes it way too personal and comes off as mean. Uh, can't keep it in the context of sports, but that's the norm for said person. So that's the way that works. But it's always fun to watch from the outside. There's your your update on U of L Media Wars. Just basically a disagreement in reporting. Yep. Um, have to come to grips with the fact that Keon is a beta. It's just what he is at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hate that he. I hate that he still goes missing so often. Um, he he he's too good to do. You just think he's too good to do that. Too much talent yeah. there to do that. And like we've seen games where he's been really aggressive and he looked good in the pain and looked like he kind of had some control on the glass and whatnot. But then there will be games like last night where it's like, hey, we hey, when Oscar was out, Keon, we needed that. Like we would have loved for you to do that. Instead, two points, one rebound, completely inexcusable for him. He's better than that. Yeah, need more from him on a consistent basis. Can't just be so hot and cold. Um, John's on the Thorns text on. He says, good morning, everyone. I don't care if it's a one point or 50 points. A win is a win. On to the next one. Hey, weight can be and is a problem for a lot of people. Sitting at 208 and I'm only five foot nine. I work up five days a week weightlifting, but also eat a lot. As I get older, it's only going to get tougher. I hope and pray for the best for anyone dealing with weight issues. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. That's nice of you to keep them in their thoughts and in your thoughts and prayers, John. So keep on praying for me, pal. Hey, fellas, look, the game last night was whatever. You shouldn't take too much away from that one. It was a snoozer, but oh, well, let's talk about something fun. What is your old go-to Christmas drink? Do you slug beers? TJ, do you get dusty in space? Roush, do you go straight to Kentucky Gentleman? Who's your scooter dingus? Are you drinking Bush Light? That's from Mook. Yeah, I, I'm 98% of the time, I'm probably going to have a beer. Uh, maybe some red wine if I'm not drinking beer. Very rarely do I get into the hard stuff. You know me. I'm a, I'm a big hard stuff guy around, especially cold weather. Cold weather, I'm a liquor, brown liquor kind of guy. And uh, the one thing I do want to get to, have you ever had like a mulled wine? I'm not sure if I'm oh, yeah. familiar with the term. Oh, yeah. The, it's it's like a hot wine that has like cinnamon sticks in it. Scoots. Oh, yes. I have had that. Blue vine. Oh, so you, you're a connoisseur of it. Yeah, that's I've, that's the German version. I, I just want, I want to try some of that because I think it'd be nice to have a warm alcoholic beverage. Like one year, my aunt made uh, bourbon apple cider and it was great. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I want to get more into that. Mook, I drink beer all year long, so I'm a big eggnog guy around Christmas. Ooh. Wow. With a little rumple still skin? With whatever you put in it. <laughs> eggnog is disgusting. It really is not great. I'll, I'll be the first to tell you that. <laughs> I, you know, I credit the people that will drink it. I mean, most people can, like, you say, yeah, it's not the best, but around the holidays, I like it. And I, I respect that. I respect that. Look, Dingus, I love a manual, but it's 2021. You can't even find them anymore except for performance vehicles. You're just going to pay extra to be annoyed in traffic. It is true that they're harder to find now. Oh, man. 
Good morning, guys. Just wanted to check in and remind you all that you're the best Kentucky sports radio show podcast in the country. Wow. Ooh. Thanks so much, Dexter. Merry Christmas to all. TJ, Nick, enjoy those kids and scoots. I hope you make it past first base on the next date. Roll call. Wow. Love that text. Thanks for sending it in. A lot of good stuff there. And we are the number one UK sports radio show in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever is going to take that away from us. I am making it happen, Sergeant. Uh, Don't understand. From your buddy Adam. Oh, no I think idea. maybe ma- make it happen, Captain. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's that's a response to that. I got you, Adam. Louisville Sports Talk. Will the program still be around next year? We'll discuss after a word from our local sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> It really is true, though. There were, it's Roush. There's that. There's that audio bit of you saying perspective. Mm-hmm. Things are good for UK right now. They're not always good. That little three-game stretch stunk. Kentucky lost to Duke during that stretch as well. That wasn't incredibly fun. But even in the bad times, perspective. <laughs> oh man, TJ singing. Let's get it started by the Black Eyed Peas should go in the intro. Well, that'd be that'd be nice. Maybe really get the people going. It was really good. I, I listened to it again yesterday. Nicely done. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Anytime we anytime we want to go karaoke in. I'm, oh man, I, it's I don't been think a I'm while. Do, I don't think I'm going to do Black Eyed Peas at karaoke though. Oh, real shame. Real shame. Going to be at the Christmas party. No, no, I know. I'm going to be out of town. When it was Sunday, I was like, "Ooh, I can do a Sunday evening," and then got moved around. So I'll I'll be out, unfortunately. It's not going to be the same without you. I know. I know. It's a real, a real bummer. Yeah. Uh, one texture says, y'all's grandma didn't force y'all to eat a spoonful of black-eyed peas on New Year's? No, um, but my wife, her, their New Year's luck tradition is sauerkraut. Dude. So we eat sauerkraut on New Year's uh, Day. Gross. It's great. Great stuff, sauerkraut. I think my New Year's tradition is going to ha- be to have 12 slices of pizza and not move from the couch. Hmm, that sounds like a good tradition. Thank good you. luck for everybody. One slice of pizza per month. Yep. And then based on indigestion, what which months will be good and which ones won't be. Oh, September really hurt my stomach. That's not good. Must be it's gonna be a bad month. Uh mm-hmm. Texter, is Justin's world we're all just living in. It really is. Really Maybe is. my favorite text ever in the Kentucky roll call. I want C4, Louisville one, catastrophe forever. <laughs> I think it's Louisville first. But they really have gone away from L1C4, and that's a shame because it was really dumb. Oh, man. I have a rational hatred of that Eric Wood commercial. That guy can suck it. <laughs> Are they playing the U of L commercial during our show? Sounds like it. Yeah, or the Rutherford like commercial? Sounds they like it. But we get our promos during his show too. Well, not anymore because they all complain. They whined about it so much. Ooh, okay. I'll have to keep an eye on it in the uh, mornings in the we, future. You got to change it, Justin. Nope, Go no more Rutherford yeah. promos and KRC time slot, baby. Well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. They they were whining and complaining about it, like their their listeners about how much they hated it. And Mike would bring up about how many people he's talked to that didn't like it as well. And it is like if the listeners don't like it. You pro- like we probably should just not play it. Like play it before his show or after his show. We don't necessarily need to play it during his show if it's causing people to not like. Like it'd be a real shame to lose a listener because of that silly reason. Right. That being said, you know, I guess we can't play it on our show then. Nope. That's, un- that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Fair is fair. I'm just kidding. I don't care. 
<laughs> if you let that bother you, you're a dork. Yep. Uh, does South End St. Nick bring Baby Duke Black and Miles and Swisher Sweets down the road? <laughs> and a bottle of Johnny Bootlegger. A texter says, how can basketball fans easily find box scores for local high school teams? Most schools don't appear to make that info readily available. So yeah, hard. Good luck. You might yeah. as well just – you're. it's mission impossible. I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, as one who needs stats to call high school basketball games, either Max Preps has it sometimes. All the schools don't use it. But Twitter is your friend. Just search the school. There's usually a reporter covering the team that will post at least some point scores and all that. So – Go there. KHSAA's website is decent, but most states don't. And Max Prep stats are wholly unreliable. Very unreliable. Absolutely. It's tough. Texter says, you know me. I'm a big hard stuff guy. And that's what Roush said. So he did say that. All right. We're out of time. Thanks for all the texts into the show today. It was a good time. It was a good time. It's been fun. Basketball back. It's back. back. And now we preview Notre Dame. Things get a little tougher for the Cats. Should be a lot of fun. If y'all want any part of it, Indiana gets their first win at Wisconsin since 1998 tonight. Wow. You heard it here first, folks. I've heard you. And I'll be betting it. I'll be betting it, baby. Right. Everybody have a good day. Scooter, (laughs) dig This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big X. Here we go.